Well, we are ending our series today on Connect the Dots. Everybody say Connect the Dots. This is week three, and so we've been having a lot of fun over the last three weeks uh, talking about connecting the dots, and so we're going we're gonna to dive into that uh, week three today. And, and uh, Pastor Tim, last week, if you missed last week, make sure you go back and watch that. It was an incredible message on why uh, we need to connect the dots and serve. And, and today I get the honor and privilege of talking about how we connect the dots and, and get plugged in and serve. And, and uh, one of the things that I remember back when I uh, just got new to church, my dad got radically saved when I was a sophomore in high school. And so we started attending this little Nazarene church with only probably a, maybe a hundred people in it and uh, had the pews. And uh, back then uh, we didn't have children's ministry and student ministry. If you were a child or a student, you had to sit in with your parents. Imagine that. Yeah. Aren't you thankful we have a world-class children's ministry and student ministry here at Meadowbrook Church? Yeah. And so we would sit there and I'll never forget going to this little church. And uh, of course, I have a special, I love this little church because I met my soon-to-be wife. I met this, this really beautiful young lady. I, I came to church and I was like, hey. And uh, I was like, I like church. I like church. And uh, I'll never forget uh, early on, and you know, it was hard to pay attention in church. Hopefully it's not hard for you to pay attention today. Uh, but sometimes we have a hard time. And so we used to take the offering envelope and we would tear it open and open it up so it was nice and wide. And then we would fill it with dots. We'd put dots all over that thing. And it kind of looked like this. And so we would put dots all over the page. And then during the whole service, the goal was to connect as many dots as possible in order to fill the boxes so that you could put your initial in them. Well, Trisha is my wife's name. And so uh, we couldn't do TNT. I mean, I know we're dynamite, but... But we couldn't put TNT, so we used X's and O's because we were in love. And so when you think about connect the dots, the whole idea behind connecting the dots is as you connect them and as you make those boxes, something begins to emerge and something begins to be revealed. And uh, it was my goal, of course, every Sunday, every Sunday night, every Wednesday night, because that's when you went to church. Uh, was to make sure that I had the most boxes filled. And so we would fill. And you know, I pro- the ushers and greeters hated us uh, because they would have to go back and fill all the uh, offering envelopes every service. Can I get an amen for that? But uh, it was so good. And so during this series, we're talking about connecting dots. And if you remember last week, Pastor Tim shared with us that God wants to do something in us. He wants to help us. He wants to fix us. And not only that, but he wants to use you. He wants to use you. Go ahead and look to your neighbor and say, he's talking to you. He wants to use you. And so the whole premise behind this series, connecting the dots is that God wants to use us. He wants to use you. And we also learned last week about the efficiency of God. And if you remember the efficiency of God is this, it simply means God never ever does something that serves only one purpose or person. And so not only does God want to do something in you, but he wants to do something through you. And so it's not just good enough. God doesn't just set something up for us so that he can do something in us. He wants to do something through us as well. Last week, Pastor Tim talked about how we have this thing as God, you, and then others. And so God begins, he does something in us, and he's not trying to get something from us. He's trying to get something to us. Amen. And so as he does that, we realize that he not only wants to do something in us, but he wants to do something through us in other people's lives. 
And so if you could just repeat that with me, God, you, others, come on one more time, God, you, others. And so it's really important that we realize that God not only wants to use us, but he wants to do something through us. We did talk about last week about church being the most efficient, the most obvious place to use our gifts, to use what God's doing in us is right here. We need you. NBC, Meadowbrook Church, we need you. Amen? And not only does Meadowbrook need you, but the kingdom needs you. And guess what? You need you. You need what happens to you when you step out and allow God to do something in you and through you. Our main verse for this series is Philippians chapter 2. It says this, continue to work out your salvation. Everybody know we have a good salvation, amen? Through Jesus, with fear and trembling. For it is God, everybody say God, who works in you to will and to act in order to fulfill his good purpose. How many of you are thankful that God is the one that does it in us? Uh, if you recall from last week, we also talked about uh, we are one body. And we all have one body. If you have one body, raise your hand. Amen. Does anybody have two bodies? We have a prayer team for you right across over here, right? Uh, now, I'm not talking about you, you would wish you'd have like a, a portable body. You'd like to have like a, a, a battery charged body so that when your body kind of gets tired, you could just plug in the new one, right? I, I've noticed, uh, I'm ter- I just turned 43 this year, but I've noticed I can't recover from things like I used to. Like I used to love to do lock-ins with kids. Now I know lock-ins are of the devil. Now, because it just takes too long to recover from that. But we have one body with many members, right? And we want those members to work together well. We want them to function properly. How many of you know you want all of your members of your body to function properly? Amen. Well, Romans chapter 12 says this. We have different gifts. Everybody say, that's me. We have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it's serving, then serve. If it's teaching, then teach. If it's to encourage, then give encouragement. Does anybody have the gift of encouragement? You can meet me afterwards. You can just encourage me all day. If it's giving, then give generously. If it is to lead, we have some leaders in this room. And if God's gifted you with leadership... Do it diligently. And if it's to show mercy, do it cheerfully. And so God has given us gifts. And I love what the amplified version, it simply says this. Having gifts, faculties, talents, qualities that differ according to the grace given, let us use them. Say that with me. Let us use them. It's important that we realize that as we have gifts, God wants us to use them. I just uh, just kind of remembered uh, <laughs> this week I've uh, moved to Ocala here in the last couple of weeks and we bought a home and uh, it's been such a huge blessing to finally be here and um, to be a homeowner and we bought this foreclosed home and so it has a few things that need to get fixed. That's not my gift. <laughs> and so uh, realizing that some things need to be fixed, I had to quickly call upon my father-in-law because uh, apparently uh, these pipes that connect to our washer and dryer were corroded and just, we couldn't hook them up and they didn't work. And so uh, my father-in-law comes over and he likes to do those kind of things. He used to be a welder. And so he likes to, to work on that kind of stuff. And so uh, he came over and so we started working on that kind of stuff and I have no clue what's going on. 
Um, but I do know this now. You're supposed to shut off the water um, before you saw the pipe. Okay? That's important. And, um, and so we uh, end up, this project that I thought, I was like, oh, it's going to take like a half an hour to switch these faucets out and all this stuff. Well, eight hours later, the walls cut open, pipes are cut in half, and I, knowing what my gifts are, I see my father-in-law sweating profusely. And so I go and get the biggest fan I could find because he's working on the plumbing, and I put the fan right next to him. I go get some towels, I get some bottled water, and I'm just there and I'm like, yeah, do it, dad, you got this, you know? Because I realized I had no clue what I was doing, but then I ended up being the guy that ran to Home Depot. So five trips later, eight hours, we finally got this pipe fixed, they work great, we can wash our clothes now, praise God, and it's great, amen. And so it's good to have, have different gifts and uh, we also had some of our floor, they put in new wood flooring and it was buckling. And, um, and so I'm like, I go over to it and I'm like, <laughs> trying to get it down. Well, it wouldn't go. And so finally, I was like laying hands on it in Jesus name, go down. And so finally I had to call Pastor Jordan and Pastor Sean because they have gifts and knowing how to do that kind of stuff. And and so they were able to come over and help me out. Thank God. So now the floor is laying flat. And uh, that's a good thing. But we all have different gifts. So I'm thankful for that. Romans, uh, uh, well, before we go, that was First Peter chapter 4, verse 11. I love this. It says, whoever speaks, this is your part right here, okay? Whoever speaks, whoever renders service, that's really good. As with the strength which God furnishes abundantly, so that in all things, God may be glorified through Jesus Christ. I love that. So it's in our gifts as we do it that ultimately God is begin, he begins, begins to get all the glory and honor, all the honor and all the praise. Well, we've talked about who, we've talked about why we get connected. Today, I want to talk to you a little bit about how. And um, I've probably mentioned this before, but I love football. Does anybody love football? My spiritual gift is watching college football. It's one of my gifts. And uh, when I was set, the first thing I did was set up my TV, my sound system, the furniture in the living room. I'm ready. 30 days, college football is here. Amen. Can I get an amen? Okay. So those of you who don't like college football, we'll pray for you at the end of the service today. But there was, as I was growing up, we, you know, I played football and uh, I remember I loved football, but there was one month I, put, I just hated about football. And it was the month of July. The month of July, I hated football because the month of July was about conditioning. And so our coach would take us out to the track and he would expect us to run around the track. Well, I hate running. I signed up for football so that I could hit people and block people, not run. And so our coach, of course, would get us out there and we would be running around the track. And I remember my first year as a freshman, like my whole goal was just to get around the track as fast as I could. I wanted to get it over with. And so I would start off on the track and it had several lanes on the track. You guys have been to a track before. Does anybody like to run? Like two people. Awesome. Um, you guys can join the like three people in the last service and just run together. But uh, so we would get on the track and there were several lanes, but my whole idea was just to get done and get, get through it. So I would start running and I would just be knocking people over. I'd go, be going from lane to lane. I didn't care. I was just trying to get it done. And I went around the track one time and I was pretty winded, 
you know, sweating like I am right now and uh, get around the track the second time. And I'm, I'm, I'm done. It's like I collapse. I'm like, this is the dumbest thing ever. Like, why do we have to run? And I'll never forget one of my coaches, he picked me up and he looked me in the face and he said, Tom, it's not about speed. It's about endurance. I need you to run around this track in such a way that you'll finish what I've asked you to do. And I don't need you to burn out. What I need you to do is run in such a way that you build up endurance so that when it's fourth and one in the fourth quarter with two minutes to go, I know you're going to be there and you're going to be ready to hit those guys and we're going to win the game. And so it's often how we accomplish the mission that we need to understand. And so today I want to share a little bit about how we accomplish the mission of connecting the dots in our life. If you guys remember, a couple months ago we did a series called Road Trip. Everybody say Road Trip. We talked about the mission of who we are and what we do, what we do, what we do, why we do, how we do, yeah, that. And we talked about it this, helping you move from where you are to where God wants you to be. Like if you were to ask, what is the win? What is how we determine how we're winning and and how do we know if we're doing what God wants us to do here at Meadowbrook and in Ocala? It's right here. We want to help people move from where they are to where God wants them to be. That's the win. When people take steps closer to Christ in their journey and they're moving literally from where they are to where God wants them to be, that's a win. And so how do we accomplish that? We have four really, I call them lanes on the track that we have here at Meadowbrook that help us accomplish the win. And the first one is this, weekend services. Can you just give yourself a big round of applause? You made it. Come on. You're here. And so all of us know this. We have a saying around here at Meadowbrook that says, church days affect the rest of our days. And so it's so true that if we will just get to church, that is one of the main times that when we come together as believers, we worship We sense God's presence. God works in us. He does something in us. We learn things. We walk away knowing Christ in in a more intimate way. And so weekend services are one of those lanes that we accomplish the mission through. The second thing is small groups. How many of you are in a small group say, "Yeah." yeah. So if you're in a small group, I'm so proud of Pastor Sean and his team. Last semester, we had over 1,800 people in small groups. Can you give God some praise for that? That's just amazing. And so if you haven't uh, found a group, if you haven't found a group of people that you're connected with doing life together, this is so important. I would encourage you to stop by the small group table after the service. Find out where some people that maybe live near you or people that maybe have the same passion or interest as you where you can get connected. That's one of the lanes that we have to run in. The next one is growth track. Who goes through growth track? Everyone. And so we've created this process for you to go through and discover not only who we are as a church, but who you are. Every single one of us has gifts, passions, abilities, and talents that God wants to tap into. And so as we go through growth track, we uncover that and connect the dots to that and then get plugged into God using not only doing something in us, but through us. And then the last thing is we get connected to the dream team. For a long time in the church, we've called people who serve in the church volunteers. We're going to stop doing that because we believe in you so much that you are a part of the dream team. 
And so we're retitling that and calling you Dream Team members because we believe that God has something so incredibly awesome on the inside of you that you're a part of this dream team of people that are going to literally change this city and this county and the world for Jesus. Amen? Did you guys know? Yeah, come on. We can give God some... Did you know that you're sitting next to awesomeness this morning? Just rub elbows with somebody next to you and say, wow, that is awesome. You're sitting next to awesomeness. I'm going to prove it to you. It's in the Bible. Awesomeness is in the Bible. Hebrews chapter 12. It says, therefore, everybody say, therefore. Since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of awesomeness. Witnesses in the Greek is translated awesomeness. Okay? If you didn't know that, that's just a, just a freebie for you today. Can you go back to that real quick? Back to the last. There Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, we're surrounded by people that are awesome. God, that people that have been gifted, people that have faith, people that are filled with God's stories. You are sitting next to people that have maybe gone through something very similar to what you've gone through. And so just by the very nature of you being here and God putting you in the same row next to that person that you're sitting next to is not a coincidence. God needs you to introduce yourself because they could have the keys to your destiny and purpose. So you, you need to know who you're sitting next to. You could be sitting next to somebody real awesome. All right. Here, next, next part of the verse. Let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. And let us run. Everybody say run. With perseverance, the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on who? Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. And so as we look at this, I love this because as we look at this passage of scripture in our four lanes that we run in, I was reading this this week, and it ties into everything that we do to accomplish the mission here at Meadowbrook. And so if you think about how do we accomplish the mission, we surround ourselves with a great cloud of witnesses, which is weekend services. And so as you come here and get yourself surrounded by a great cloud of people that are filled with faith and filled with, with God and God's doing something in and through them, you're a part of that. You're a part of that great cloud. And so it's important for you to be here. Amen. Don't miss a weekend service. Second thing, small groups, throw off everything that hinders. That passage says throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. And here's what the enemy does. If the enemy could do anything to win, it would be to get you isolated and away from other people. Because when he gets you isolated and alone, you begin to think that no one understands, no one cares, and no one can help you get through what you're going through. And that's, that's a lie of the enemy. He desires, God desires for us to be in community and connected because It's a place when we get connected where there's accountability and people that love us and encourage us and spur us on, we then have the power to throw off everything that hinders us. And so I want to encourage you that if you're not connected, that would be a reason. If you're trying to get rid of junk in your life and you're trying to throw stuff off and the stuff that's entangling you, and you're like, I can't do it. It's because you haven't been designed to do it alone. You need to be connected and get in a small group. Third thing, we need to run growth track. Now, I asked some of you guys, how many of you like to run? Let me see your hands one more time. There's like three of you. Oh, there's more. You like to run. Praise God. The rest of us don't like to run, right? I was talking to a lady in the first service, and she had a big knee brace on. And I was like, ma'am, what happened to your knee? And she's like, well, I was running. I'm getting ready for a race. And I, and I hurt my knee. And I'm like, 
Well, duh, don't run. But, you know, we do that anyways because running is good for us. We're supposed to run. And even in a spiritual sense, God has a race marked out for us that we're called to run. And so we need to know what track to run on. We need to know what lane to run in. And we need to begin to run not for speed, but to finish the race that God has set out for us. And then dream team, the last thing is where we fix our eyes on Jesus. Now you might think, Pastor Tom, I thought serving is about me. It is about you. But ultimately what happens is, is it all is for his glory and his honor and his praise. And so last week we talked about, come on, you can give some clap for that. Last week we talked about God, you, and others. And I want to add to that because I think what happens is when we serve and when we step in and you start using our gifts, God not only does something in us and through us, but as we serve, God does something in us again. I don't know how many of you have served and been blessed when you serve and when you're giving and when you're doing something for the kingdom, God begins to do something in you. He strengthens you. He empowers you. He begins to unleash you into your destiny and purpose and God does something in you. But then it ultimately goes right back to God because it's all for his glory and all for his honor, right? So it's God, you, others, you, God. Can you guys do that with me? God, you, others, you, God. It's so cool that God does that through, through it in us. And so you might be thinking, what? Okay, this is how. These are the lanes. This is the track. But what are the benefits of running? What are the benefits of getting connected and getting these dots connected in my life? Number one, you'll discover who we are. As a church, we have a mission. We have a process, and we need you to be a part of that. And so you'll discover what you believe and how God has, has shaped that as a church and as a body and what we're called to do right here in Ocala. But not only that, but you'll discover who you are. You'll begin to discover that God has given you gifts. He's given you passion. He's even given you a personality. And so as you connect the dots, he'll help you take your personality and connect it to your spiritual gifts and connect it to your passion. And he'll begin to connect it to your leadership style. And then he'll begin to set you in place and set it in motion so that you'll begin to find fulfillment in every area of your life. From church to home to family to work to the things that God's opening the doors for you. You'll begin to see and understand that God wants to use you in a big way. We all have a personality, amen? Some of us are just awesome. Right? We're all awesome. Some of us have a personality that's like, uh, it's the sanguine personality. That when you walk into the room, you're the life of the party. Is anybody the life of the party? Personality? Some of you guys are like that. How many of you guys are more introverted and you might have a personality where it's like, I need all the fill in the blanks completed. Is anybody like that? Like you're very detail oriented. You need all the details. You want to dot the I's, cross the T's. You know, some of you are very uh, chill and relaxed and you're introverted. You don't like a lot of people around. And then there's other people that have personality that need people around. And so we all have been wired in different ways because God desires to use us in different ways. Amen. And I love this part. As you get connected, as God connects the dots, you live a life fulfilled by using your gifts. You'll live a life fulfilled. And I don't know anybody that wouldn't say, Pastor Tom, if there was one thing, I would like to have a life that's fulfilled. And by using your gifts, you can begin to experience that. 
And not only that, some of the, the bonuses of it, if you'll have a family to live life with, you'll have friends who will partner with you. You'll have a spiritual foundation on which you can grow. You'll have a place to make a difference. And I don't know about you, but there's nothing greater than that. If someone told me, Pastor Tom, you could make a difference. God sent you to this church to be at this place so that you could make a difference. That would be the kind of thing that would put me on the edge of my seat and was like, how do I sign up? Where do I go? Who do I talk to? Because we have been wired to make a difference. This morning as you walked in, you were given a card. If you got that card, go ahead and lift it up. You should have been given a card as you walked in. An usher or greeter gave you a card. It's called Connect the Dots. It has like little Connect the Dots logo on the back. Does people have those cards? Wave them at me. A few of you guys. There might be some cards located also in the front of, in the front of you in your seats. Um, if you would, take out those cards. What we've done with our uh, dream team is we've taken all of our ministries and every, everything that we have going on here at the church and we've tried to put them into five categories to kind of help you understand where your gifts are and how God could use you and where you could get plugged in. We want to make it super easy for you to you for God to use you right here at Meadowbrook Church and in our community. And so we've kind of, you've been seeing some of these props, some of our folks. Uh, one of the areas that we have uh, to serve in and to get connected is, is Next Gen. Everybody give Next Gen a big round of applause. Come on. This is actually, say hi to Jordan and Carissa. This is when they were teenagers. And um, I think this was before Jordan hit puberty. Not sure. Uh, but Next Gen is an amazing area to get connected in. These children from all the way from babies all the way up through college and adults need people like you that will just spend an hour a week with them, investing in them, praying with them, talking with them, playing video games with them. They just need someone that will connect with them on a weekly, maybe a monthly, or even a special event basis. And one of the, I don't know if you guys know this or not, but in some of, because I have, I have older people come up to me all the time and say, you know what? I used to be able to do that. But some of the greatest leaders that I've had in student ministry have actually been people over 55 years. Because God desires to use you. We need older folks that have, have been through some things to be able to talk and meet with and, and hang out with some of our students and our kids. They need you. And so there's a lot of different areas that you can get connected in here in a lot of different ways. Give it up for Next Gen Ministries. Meet Shannon. This is Shannon. Everybody say hi, Shannon. Uh, she's a part of Connect Ministry. And Connect Ministries is such a great ministry. This is a part of the ministry that connects people to our church. And so everything from VIP to ushers, greeters, parking lot, uh, people that work in the cafe, people that work in the guest services, signing people in, uh, check-in, uh, people that make CDs of the messages that we send out to nursing homes and people that can't make it in. There's a lot of different areas that you can get involved in um, here as well. And so I would just encourage you, if you have a smile, everybody smile. This is an area you could get involved in. We just need people that love life and that want to greet people and, and welcome people into the family that we have here at Meadowbrook. And so if you're looking for something that's like, wow, I don't really know what to do. I don't really know if I have any gifts. This might even be a great area where you first get connected to some great folks. And Tony and Ricardo will definitely give, get, you, get you connected there. So give it up for Connect Ministries. Come on. Everybody say hi to Bob and Mary. 
Bob and Mary have uh, been leading a small group for, uh, say hi over there, Bob and Mary, way over there. Bob and Mary have been leading a, a small group for a couple years. God's using them in a, in a crazy, amazing way. They've had a lot of young couples come to their home, and they've been doing life together. They've been studying the Word of God together. Um, there's actually been people that have come to know Jesus in their, in their home. There's people that have been healed. There are just incredible things that are happening here. People that have actually found financial freedom in, involved in these, in these small group. And so if you're interested in being a part of small group leadership, or maybe you're interested, you have a passion for something. Did you guys know we have a golfer group? We have men that play golf every Tuesday night. They study the Bible and they also play golf. How cool is that? So you might have something that you're interested in that there might be like the six of you that like to run. Like you guys could get together, do a Bible study or something and share life together and then run. How fun would that be? It'd be awesome. But this is a great way. And could I just give a little plug right here to the men? Is there any men in the house this morning? Like three? Awesome. Uh, we got some men in the house. We're getting ready this fall to kind of re-amp our men's ministry. And we're going to be doing this thing called Fight because we believe men need to fight for their marriages, for their homes, for their kids, and for this city. And so we're going to be doing a five-word series where we're going we're gonna to challenge a thousand men to come together in a hundred groups. And so we need a hundred men that would be willing to step up And step in and use your gifts to lead a group of men for five weeks. And I just challenge you to do that. So give it up for Community Life. Come on. This is an area I love. It's our technical arts and also our worship ministry. We have an incredible worship ministry here at Meadowbrook. Amen. And um, we still need, we need you. You have gifts. There's people in here um, that you not only sing in the shower, but you actually sing good. Um, and we need you on our team. You might play an instrument. You might have some gifts. You might like, uh, like Ethan here. He loves cameras. He loves video. He loves graphics. He loves pushing buttons. And so he's involved in a lot of our, our tech arts that happens. Did you guys know that we have an online campus? There's over 300 people that have been watching online this morning. We need people that are interested in even being online, being a host. And greeting people. We're seeing people come to know Christ online. It's so cool. And so if that's your gift, if that's something you like to do, then this would be an area for you to get plugged into and God to use you in this area. To give it up for Ethan and Tech Arts. And then lastly, this is Pastor Pam in our care ministry. And uh, we gave her hair a makeover this week. We've actually, uh, this is kind of funny, we've been using this uh, to scare some of our staff. We've been putting it in dark offices, and then uh, when they walk in, the, it's pretty funny, but uh, I'm not saying Pam is scary. Don't, don't, don't misinterpret that, but we have a great care ministry and a great prayer team and just incredible things that God is doing in our, with our prayer and our pastoral care department, and we need people that are interested in being a part of our altar, being a part of our prayer ministry, going out and visiting people in, in homes at the hospital, uh, nursing homes. And so if that's you, you have some time and you like to do those kind of things and God's wired you in that way, then this would be a great area of ministry. Did you know almost 100 people gave their life to Christ last Sunday? Come on, that's, that's amazing. And so there's people every Sunday 
who get to go and spend time with those folks that are making decisions and sharing their stories and praying with them. And so can we give Kara a big round of applause? And so we're challenging you this morning to step in to how God wants to use you. And so this morning you have a card and here's, here's the challenge is that you would fill that card out and maybe you've are currently serving and you could put up at the, at the top, I'm already serving. I'm already a part of the dream team. But if you're not, you're not a part of the dream team. We want to help you connect the dots and we want to help you get in position so that God can use you in a big way. And so all you have to do is fill that out. You're going to, we're going to have some ushers as you leave this morning with some big baskets and you can just throw those in there and then someone will be in touch with you to get you connected. So if you've gone through growth track already, we want to fast track you and get you in to a position where you can serve and use your gifts. If you haven't gone through growth track, let me be the first to personally invite you to next Sunday at 1130, right after this service, we're going to start growth track where we've revamped it. It looks totally new. Free lunch. We'll take care of your, I said free lunch. We'll take care of your kids. You have to stay here and attend. We just won't take care of your kids if you don't attend. But you need to, to be here uh, and do that. And we want to challenge you to, to, to be here and do that. And as we close this morning, I think God is letting it rain. Amen. As we close this morning, I was reminded of a story. About, I've been a Christian now for about 25 years. And uh, I was, I don't know, it's about 15 years in. And I was kind of just, you know, I'd been a youth pastor for a little while and gone to Bible college and got married and all those things. And I just came to a place when I was just like, is this it? Is this it? I mean, I was going to church every Sunday and, you know, casually in a small group and doing, doing all the things that Christians are supposed to do. And I was like, is this it? And then I started reading a couple books by an author named Steve Shogren that really just ended up changing my life. And I read this book on servant evangelism. And I was reading through this book and one of my friends was actually having breakfast with him and having coffee with him. And he said, hey, do you want to go with me? And I said, yeah, I want to go. So we went down to Cincinnati and met with Steve and had coffee with him. And I'll never forget the moments after that. We walked out into the parking lot he opened up his trunk and inside of his trunk, he had four to five toilet cleaning kits. And I was like, what are we going to do? What's this all about? Are you going to hurt me with the toilet plunger? Like I didn't know what was going on. He said, no, no, no. We're going to go show God's love in a simple way. No strings attached. And the next words out of his mouth literally changed my life. He said this, small things done with great love can change the world. Small things done with great love can change the world. And so for the next two hours, for the next two hours, we ended up at this shopping mall cleaning toilets. We literally went from store to store. We would walk into the store and we would say proudly with our toilet cleaning kit in hand, we're here to clean your toilets. And after their mouth open wide and their jaw hit the floor. They're like, what? Why would you do that? We're like, we're just here to show you God's love in a simple way. No strings attached. For two hours, me and my friend got on our hands and knees and we cleaned those toilets and they were nasty. I mean, nasty. 
we got on our hands and knees and we cleaned our toilets. And during that two hour period, though, as we were cleaning toilets and employees were gathering around the bathrooms watching us, Steve ended up leading 12 people to Christ. And so, it may not be a toilet brush for you, but God has placed something in your hands. He's placed gifts and talents and ability in your hand that he wants to use to do something great. And it may seem really small. It may seem insignificant. But I'm believing that as you step up and step in and step out, that God's going to take something very small and he's going to do something great. And so if you would this morning, I want to challenge you to step out this morning and allow God not only to do something in you, but to do something through you. Would you stand with me this morning? Our prayer is simple this morning as we close. And it's just this. God, do something in me and through me. It's that simple. We're not going to pray a long prayer. It's just going to be that, that, that simple. And so on the count of three, I want you to repeat that after me. Just simply, God, do something in me and through me. On the count of three. One, two, three. God, do something in me and through me. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. We love you guys. Can't wait to see you a part of our dream team. Have an incredible Sunday. We'll see you Wednesday night. And don't forget to hand your card in before you go. We're giving away free ponies. Just kidding about that. You guys have a great day. Love you.